Welcome to On The Brink, a fresh lens to take you and your business to new heights. Hi, I'm Andy Simon, and I love my podcast because I can bring to you all kinds of interesting and wonderful people, and we share our conversations and our stories to help you see, feel, and think in new ways so you can get off the brink. And I cannot tell you how many folks come to us because they are literally on the brink. They are sure they don't want to do what they've been doing, but are totally unclear what they might like to do. And in the lack of certainty, humans become immobilized. We become deer in the headlight. And so our job as coaches, as anthropologists, as consultants, is to help you see what's possible and then help you actually try it. And it's not as hard as it might seem because there are so many of us who are doing this. Now, today I have with us Lori Hirsch-Schultz, who I met through the Business Council of Westchester. What a great organization. It was a great organization. It is great. And I welcome her here because I'm going to tell you about her. Let me read you her bio. It's very exciting. Uh, Lori Hirsch-Schultz partners with individuals and organizational leaders to navigate changing and disruptive and disruption where the path forward is unclear. Now, I say that to you because humans hate the lack of clarity. We want certainty. Think about the pandemic. The thing that disrupted us most of all was that we didn't know what was happening or where it's going. We're futurists. If we don't know where we're going, it's hard to live today. Big problem. She coaches and focusing on building effective action plans that reflect mission and values while identifying and working through roadblocks that might get in the way. Through her practice, LHS Coaching, Lori takes a collaborative approach to empowering individuals through one-on-one services, mastermind groups, and interactive workshops. This is going to be a fun conversation, in part because I just like Lori a lot, but I love the things that she's done, and I'm going to let her tell you her story, and then we'll talk some more about how do you whoever you are, man or a woman, begin to think about your life through a fresh lens because the times they are changing, Bob Dylan sang in 1964, and it's still happening, and you don't want to be the last out. Lori, thanks for joining me. Oh, Andy, I really appreciate you having me. I've been looking forward to this conversation as well. So uh, I've been a coach since uh, I started my business in the fall of 2018. Before that, I had a uh, 20 plus corporate year co- corporate career. I worked for Kraft Foods for 15 years. I worked for a Visa, the credit card company for another seven and a half. I was a marketing strategist. So um, I never aspired or expected to be an entrepreneur or a solopreneur, which is what I am today. I, um, you know, I took a really traditional path. I graduated traditional. I graduated from undergrad. <coughs> um, I worked for four years in PR. I got my MBA and then I went straight into Kraft Foods and I worked there for 15 years in marketing strategy, leading a variety of um, teams. Um, I, then I moved to, and then I went to move to Visa where I led an internal marketing consulting practice. And um, again, pretty traditional until the, until 2017 when it just wasn't working for me anymore. Um, I had had, I mean, it was a good career. I had, I kept going, I kept moving forward. I had an opportunity with Kraft to live in, in Europe for a couple of years. I got to travel to really interesting places with both jobs, but I was really busy. I had, I was a wife, I was a mom, I had two kids, you know, two kids all through this time and I was working. So I never had the time and things were working well. I enjoyed my career. I kept progressing, but I never had the time or luxury or even thought about 
thinking about well, what do I want to do? Where am I going? What do I want? And then, and, and like I said, in 2017, it just stopped working for a whole variety of reasons. And um, I was really fortunate enough to be able to exit, uh, negotiate an exit package, which was incredibly empowering. And um, in late 2017, I, I commenced my reboot year is what I called it. I had just turned 50. I, I started my reboot year. In fact, my husband threw a reboot party for a surprise party for me. It included uh, boot-shaped glasses and <laughs> boot-shaped cake and boot-shaped uh, great husband. Love it. Yeah, it was great. And all our friends were there. So, I mean, I really felt supported. And so it was my reboot year. And it really um, gave me the, I mean, it was a luxury, right? It was a luxury, but it gave me the opportunity to pause and be really reflective about and you don't need a whole year to do this. And in fact, I didn't take a whole year. I, I pretty quickly realized that coaching was probably the direction I wanted to go. But it, it, to have that luxury to be able to take a step back and actually be able to be really thoughtful about what you want to do is really, it's so important. And I think you can do that throughout your entire career. And we can talk about that a little bit. Um, but here's what I learned during that reboot. First of all, the power of the pause as I mentioned, and then really being able to do that internal work that like assess, like, who are you? I mean, I taught you, you mentioned in my bio that I, I look at values and that's the first exercise I do with any, anyone I, I, I coach is what are your core values? What are the five things that you, that are absolutely critical to you? And I think, you know, it's an exercise that people do fairly easily. You give them a list of values and they can do it fairly quickly, but people don't generally always think about that. And so to identify what those values are and have them as a um, as guideposts for what's working for you and what's not, um, that's really important. So that, that insight work. They yeah. almost became non-negotiables. Is that what you see them as? Yes, they are non-negotiables. And what you find, I mean, what I find this with everyone and myself too, if your, if your work or anything in your life, but we're talking about work now, if your work is not aligned with your values, if there's a gap, and we rate them, like on a scale of one to five, one being not so great, I'm not living them today, and five being, uh, yes, I'm living them fully. If you're at a one or a two, and even to a certain degree, a three, you're going to be really dissatisfied. So here's an example. If one of your one of my core values is collaboration and community, and we'll talk a little bit about how that comes to life for me, yeah. but if you are in a job where you're an individual contributor and you don't, it's all just about sitting at your desk and doing that one thing and your value is having community and connections, you're going to be dissatisfied with that job. So that's, so that's one example. So that's one thing I learned is to be really insightful and, and like be thoughtful about what's important to you. Another is, um, is like, what's your personal mission or your purpose? Like, why are you here? And that's, that's, that's bigger work, but that's important too. What are you here for? Um, so that all is very important, like having that insight work. Um, the other thing that I took from that year is, and actually I use this in my practice, is this idea of design thinking, but I'm, I want to talk about mindset for a minute. And mindset being this idea, actually mindset is something else. I don't know, do you know Carol Dweck? Are you familiar with her book, um, yeah, Mindset? She talks about a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. And this is also part of the, the whole idea of design thinking, which is um, a growth mindset. Be curious. Don't just like accept things as they are. Be thoughtful about, you know, like look outside in the world and be really curious about what you're seeing. Um, be willing to experiment and fail. 
Yeah. You know, some things, not everything's going to turn out okay. I mean, I can tell you, I have, so now I'm, I'm, I've just like looped my third year in business. There's a lot of stuff I've thrown out there that has not been successful, but I've learned from it and I've built from it and I've built success from those things. This is a, a somewhat similar is be, be willing to reframe your experiences. It's not be, be willing to think differently. And actually, this is a little bit about how I became an entrepreneur. I always thought I hate sales and actually still hate sales. I hate sales. So <laughs> if I want to be an entrepreneur, I've got to be able to sell my product, my service, myself. And what I realized is if you reframe it as relationship building, which is really what I do, is, is I, I love building relationships. Like I said, connection and community are, are yes. core values for me. Then I was like, oh, well, this works okay for me. I can do this. <laughs> I'm good at building relationships and I like building relationships. And um, so that's a, that's one example of, of a way to reframe things. Well, you know, um, Lori, the yeah. thing that you're describing, you become a case study for how do you reinvent yourself? Mm. And what I loved about your story is that you are a case study for, remember, uh, as we mentioned, 40% of the businesses in the U.S. are owned by women. Um, they represent more than 50% of the workforce, but of the 12 million businesses, 10 million of them are solopreneurs. And, and often we get annoyed at the venture capital folks for only putting 2.8% of their money into women businesses, but a lot of the businesses aren't suitable for venture capital. They're not really scalable, but they are successful solopreneurs. Of course, yep. You know, there are a whole lot that aren't earning much. They're side hustles, which is fine. Um, but the criticism about not getting the venture capital money is missing the point. There are many folks like yourself who have gone on a journey of discovery and have found those core values and are beginning to build a viable business and ready to scale it. Maybe, maybe not. I decided early on I'd run a bank, several, and the last thing I want were 2,500 employees. Thank you very much. You know, I'll do freelancers, gig economy, all if you'd like. And I have no desire to have to make money to pay people and support them, worry about them. And yep. they can go have multiple jobs. But it's an interesting mindset today, particularly with the great resignation. You know, 4 million people left their jobs this past year. That's a lot of people. It's 3% of the workforce. And a lot of them aren't quite sure where they're going next. I want you to talk, though. I like where you went next. After a year, or quite not, not quite that much, of your boot, you know, your reboot year. Feels like boot camp. You know, whatever the number was, you had enough of a discovery to begin to move forward. And the things that you've put together are multipliers. They make sense, not simply because they're one-offs you know, a good workshop here or a good talk there, they build a business. And I think there's a lesson to share here that makes a lot of sense. Share it if you don't mind. Oh, so, so, so interesting. And, you know, and, and I, um, I, I, I really like what you said, and I completely agree with you that this idea of, oh, an entrepreneur, I need to be, you know, I, 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 I need to scale and I need to grow. And, you know, and, and, and so I'll, I'll come back to that because I think that's really interesting. And I, and I completely agree with you. Um, so, yeah, so one of the things, so what did I learn about myself through that year? I mean, I pretty quickly realized that um, what I really loved about what I did through that, through my career was I really loved the, I, I, I managed lots of people. I loved the mentoring and the coaching that came with that. Um, I also realized that I really loved partnership development. I led a lot of partnership work. Uh, so again, coming back to this, like collaboration, community connections, that was really important to me. 
Um, and I love the marketing strategy. I mean, I really appreciated that marketing strategy. So that led me, I mean, particularly the first, the, you know, the, the mentoring and the partnership that led me to a coaching certification program. And out of that, so, so knowing that those were my core values and another core value of mine is actually, well, or I would say it's more of a my mission is actually working with others, collaborating with others to help them to find their personal powers. I, mean, I think I, I like to say that I like to be a, I like, I, I want to be a spark that helps ignite others' powers for transformation. So where that ended up leading me is to my coaching practice, but um, where I work with both actually career, what I call career explorers. So people who are really trying to say, oh, I, I, this isn't the right fit for me anymore. Where do I want to go next? Building on my own experience. But I've also been building my practice around small business owners and particularly solopreneurs, mostly women, but not all. And um, really looking at, how do you build your business in a way, and this is where I use my marketing strategy work, is how do you build your business in a way that's really meaningful for you? I like to say that my, my clients are mission-focused. Mm-hmm. And by mission, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're out there to change the world, but they're really clear on what their why is. Why are they doing this? Mm-hmm. And how does it work within their own, their, own, their own lives? It's not just about building this business and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. For them, it's, and I'm not suggesting that bigger firms are not necessarily mission focused, but for for these solopreneurs, they're really looking at, they're really aware of why they're doing what they're doing. And um, this goes back to what you were talking about is that you can have a really successful solopreneur business. I mean, I have people who are in my community have been in, in business for 10, 15, 20 years. They are the primary wage earners in their, in their business. They're putting kids through college. and they're still they're solopreneurs. They may have they they may use virtual assistants or they may have co- contractors that work with them. But they're more interested in creating a business that can enable them to live the way that they want to live their lives, the way they they need, and maybe monetarily the way that they need to. But also that enables them to do the other things that are really important to them, yep. and not. I mean, it's, it's, it's scale doesn't or a big business is not necessarily a reflection of success. Success is really about how is, is it working for you? Does it align with your values? Does it enable you to live the life, a life the way you want it to want it to be? So that's, that's a lot of what I learned during that reboot year. And, and, and I, and, and, and I think uh, the other piece is that I, I started my coaching practice, but I also started a women's networking group called broad, the broad river. And what the broad river is, is it's a, a um, hyper-local networking organization for women who live in the Westchester, New York river towns. And it's not specifically for small business owners or women in specific industries. The purpose is, is I had this hypothesis that there is all these really incredibly smart women who live in this air in the river towns, and they don't have a necessarily way to come together. And that hypothesis was right. It was started in January, 2019, and we're you know, going to be lapping into our third year now. And we have over 400 people on our mailing list. Um, and these women and lots of women have met each other and actually partnered together to start new things, whether it's in new businesses. I know you really believe in the power of collaboration, but new business uh, opportunities or um, even new not-for-profit opportun- opportunities, but just bringing those powers together 
So I'll pause there. That's a little bit of my story. And now a word from our sponsors, Simon Associates Management Consultants. That's us. And we're here to help you see, feel, and think in new ways. Whether you are an organization that's stuck or stalled or an individual in that organization who's looking to rethink their own life's journey, Simon Associates has designed programs and processes to help you do just that. Our first book, On the Brink, A Fresh Lens to Take Your Business to New Heights, told the stories of seven clients who were stuck or stalled, and a little anthropology helped them see things through a fresh lens, reignite their growth, and soar again. My new book that came out in January 2021 is called Rethink, Smashing the Myths of Women in Business. It's all about how 11 women, including myself, were able to see past the hurdles, the glass ceilings, and the brick walls and become the best that they could be. They heard things like women aren't lawyers and women can't lead and women aren't in geosciences. And they said, of course we are. And they really pushed through and did it with such ease that they want other women to see what's possible. At the end of the book, I provide a bit of a how-to process for you. If you're on the brink of rethinking your own life's journey, it's time to pause, step back, and ask yourself, where am I going? What's my passion and my purpose? And am I there or can I get there? Send us your emails to info at andysimon.com and we'll get right back to you to see how we can help. On andysimon.com are some free chapters for both books. And you can also join our newsletter and our Facebook group, Rethink with Andy Simon. We are bringing together women to help other women do what they can't do by themselves, very often to see what's possible and become the best that they can be. Come join us. And now back to our podcast. But let's talk about the, the the journey you've been on is indicative of the kind of journeys that many of my clients are on who don't necessarily uh, get out of the starting gate um, on that new venture. I'm, I'm always curious, though, because you you have been able to turn an idea to be an executive coach into actually doing coaching. And you hate to sell, but you like relationships. And your core value is to find ways to inspire people to become that, what I say is always the best thing they can be, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. When, when we look back, though, people say to me, how'd you do this? I'm in business 20 years now. And I, I say to them, I talk to people, talk to people, talk to people. And I, I find that at the end of the day, people don't really know what I do. And they may not know how you do what you do. They really don't know what an anthropologist can offer either themselves or their business or an executive coach. I'm a John Matone executive coach. What does that mean? I'm not sure they aren't either. But when you talk to people and listen, and I do find that the listening part has become really uh, a skill to emphasize because the tendency is to want to jump in and solve the problem. But it's not my job to do that. My job is to help them see a problem that they want to solve. And, and it becomes a real interesting listening conversation of, of, of showing up and talking to people, but really listening to them. And, and even when I train my executives, I say, how, how well do you hear what people are saying? Yes. Do you want to show how smart you are and you're in charge? It's really not. Unless your followers follow you, you can't get anything done. And you got to flip it all over. And instead of being in charge, be an enabler, a facilitator, you'll be so much happier if everyone else is doing all the, the great stuff and, and you're just steering. So my, my, my question for you to share with our audience is, you know, some of those lessons learned that you have found, I know you said it when you said, I don't like to sell, I like to build relationships. People are going to say, well, how do you do that? How do you do that? Hmm. 
Yeah, well, I mean, certainly as a coach, as you know, I mean, listening is really, really important. I think there's also this whole idea of, um, you know, I talked about this idea of being curious. That's part of listening to asking more questions. Um, And there's also just being willing to experiment and fail, you know, being well, it's a journey. It's the journey. It's not the, it's not necessarily, it's not the end point because you don't know where your end point, especially solopreneurs. I mean, again, these solopreneurs that I work with who've been in business for 10 years, they're in very different places than, and especially over the last two years with COVID, they're in very different places than they anticipated that they would be. Um, but there's also um, you know, this idea of collaboration and, you know, you know, so working together. But I think a big piece of it is, is iteration. And what I mean by that is, it's again, going back to this design thinking idea. And I've definitely, I iterate my business all the time. And it's actually a framework, since we're dealing with change so often, it's really nice to have a, a solid framework that you can just keep going back to over and over again. So how talk, talk about that. I mean, I'm, I'm curious. I'm, yeah. I'm sure the listeners are because your affection for it is not uncommon. People really, when they find it, love it. Yeah. A little bit about what that framework is, because it's extremely powerful. Yes, it is really powerful. So and again, this is what I do in my own business. And I teach this to 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 my clients. You start with the insight work, which we talked about. You know, if it's if it's a personal, it's if it's personal, then what is your personal insights? But it can be for a business, competitive insights, talking about who who are your prospective clients, who do you think? What's your hypothesis? Who do you think that is? Get get d- deep into those insights. Then the next step is actually about really pinpointing what the question is. What are you trying to solve for? So um, even my own business, I thought I was trying to solve for when I started. I was a 50-year-old person who just left my career. I thought that I wanted to work with, oh, every 50-year-old person, person, you know, late 40s, early 50s, wants to change their job. And that was kind of the question is, how do I help these people who, who, these, who these women who are in this age group, how do I help them to feel empowered to change their job? <laughs> that was kind of the right question, but not exactly. I mean, what I've learned is it's, it's not about your age. It's really about your mindset. Who are those people who are ready to make a change. And some of them are early career. I have clients who are 22 years old in the career explorers, and some of them are 55. I mean, it's about your mindset. So, but I learned that through the insight work. So insights, then um, really clarifying what you're trying to solve for. And then the third piece of it is, is, is starting to ideate, brainstorming. And this is where um, this idea of like radical, radical collaboration, and I lead some mastermind groups, is you can't just brainstorm on your own. Work with other people. I mean, I'm sure with your, you'd mentioned, you know, like the executives that you, co- you, you coach, they don't want to just, it's, you don't lead by just being out there in front. You lead by bringing together all the really intelligent ideas and the creativity from all the other people that you have around you. So that's the next phase of design thinking. So iterate, define the question, then brainstorm what the solution may be. And then you do prototyping. And prototyping does not need to mean does not mean that you could you have to change your whole business. You think I for me, you know, I think that this could be a really interesting workshop. Let me put it out there. Let me put it together. It may not, it doesn't have to be 100 percent Maybe it's 50% and see what the interest is. So and you know get some feedback and start fixing it a little bit and 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 adjusting it. So you put some prototype ideas out there, even for a business. And then the last step is after prototyping is that you test it. 
you actually, you put it out to the world, you, you, it, you make it a reality, you test it. And then that process just starts all over again. So what did you learn from that test? You start by doing the insight work. So that framework, and especially with um, COVID and where we've all had to change, I mean, so many people have had solopreneurs have had to, they, they were working one-on-one with the in-person with people, their business is dependent on being in front of people and everybody had to change. And that being willing to be creative and try new things and really try to figure out what am I really trying to solve for here? And then experimenting into it is so iterating, I think is just so, and that can, you can use that in anything, products, services, even your your own life. Yep, even yep. your own life. Yep. It's a way, it's talking about mindset. It's a way of seeing. And, and I often emphasize, the reason I say see, feel, and think is that we decide with the eyes and how it feels, the heart and the eyes. And the process is a very a feeling process. I mean, it, there's nothing data metric driven there until you begin to see beyond what's possible into something really new. And I yep. do love... When you work people through it, they go, ah, the aha moments, the serendipity aha moments, teach them that their brain has a bunch of stuff going on there. But if only someone says this and someone says that, next thing you know, up comes a bigger idea. I often preach the more ideas you have, the more likely you'll have big ones and they come at the intersections. Yes. Something here. And and as you were were talking, I was thinking about this idea and that idea. And it's not the 50 somethings. I have a bunch of 29 year olds who have spent since they graduated college, they've spent it in their jobs thinking it was a growth industry and they stopped growing. But they don't even know what they want to do next. But they know they don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) And I have got the 65 year old who wants to retire and do something more meaningful. It's not at a point in time. It's the most interesting part is that we seem to get through the college part or the graduate school with um, everyone else giving you the next step. And then there's no next step. And it's up to you (laughs) to really create the next step. The most interesting group of people are those who retire. And um, they're perfectly fine playing golf every day for about six months. And then I've had wives who fired them. They said, if you, if you sit here one more day asking me what's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I'm going to fire you. They have no place to go and no plan for what to do with it. And that's a whole other coaching client. Mm-hmm. So as we're going to wrap up here, because I'm looking at our time and it's about ready for us to say goodbye, Two or three things you don't want our audience to forget because you've given them some great kernels. Of, yeah. If you're thinking about it or if you're in the middle of it or you never stop with it, some things you'd like them to remember. Yeah. So I think the first one is don't go it alone. It's it's you, it's it, it find your your tribe, your advisory council, use a coach, whatever it may be. Um, yes, don't yes. go it alone, because I think. You need people who are going to challenge you and brainstorm with you. So that would be the first one, um, because I think they'll challenge you to get outside of your comfort zone. They should find people who will do that. But and they will also collaborate with you on trying to find the best solution. So that's number one. Don't go it alone. The, the next one is we've talked about mindset. Watch <laughs> your mindset. Don't be open to new ideas. Don't look at, be, there's this idea of concept of uh, failure immunity. You know, don't, there's nothing, there's, you know, nothing necessarily, nothing is necessarily a failure. It's what you do with it. So watch your mindset. Don't get stuck when things don't go exactly the way you want them to. Um, And then the last one is, 
is take time to take a pause. Um, even, even if it's a, you know, a four day weekend away, go rent an Airbnb somewhere and spend a few, you know, spend a couple of days just really focusing on yourself. I mean, there's so many books out there, um, yours included. I mean, just take some time, be willing. And then when you take that pause, be willing to be vulnerable and be willing to be authentic. Like don't, you're not, you don't have to prove anything to anyone. And I think that this pandemic has really proven that it's like, it's, you don't have to prove, just take a pause, be authentic and figure out what's really true, true by capital T, what's true for you. So those and, would be the three things. Yeah. And, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, but you're right. And what I hope people also hear, it's okay. Whatever it is, it's okay. <laughs> you got your health. Um, yep. Take a quiet walk. Your mind is filled with great possibilities. Trust it. Yeah, and then test others as you're listening to them because it's a time where nobody is really certain what's coming next, which is either exciting or for some people terrifying. But you don't want to be stuck and stalled, and that and that's often a mindset. <laughs> it's the this is the way it was. When is it going to come back? Well, it may never come back. Yeah. And 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 I every client I have is wondering when it's going to come back, and it's not whether it's the supply chain or the lack of staff. Or an entrepreneur who's trying to be better than a small business and be creative or a small business who wants to be more entrepreneurial. I mean, just think through all the possibilities that await us. And I do think that technology enables us in very interesting yes. ways to test stuff, right? It's pretty cool stuff. Yep. So um, to reach you, Lori, what's the best way to find you? Yeah, so, um, well, you can check out my website, which is lhscoaching.com. Or you can email me, Lori at lhscoaching.com. And um, you know, I'd love to talk to people about my mastermind groups for small business owners. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. Like I mentioned, I work with career explorers. But yes, so Lori at lhscoaching.com. And the we'll have way. all of that on the blog that we post this on. Um, I can only tell the listeners, you come from across the globe. Um, uh, listening notes calls us among the top 5% blog, pardon me, pod podcasts globally. I know I have people across the globe who send us emails and I enjoy listening to what you would like to hear more about. So don't wait, come on, send it along and we'll try and find people who can help you see, feel and think in new ways so you can do. But the real trick is to help you begin to reflect on what matters. You know, Laurie was talking about her core, the core values. What really matters to you? Until you begin to rethink who you are and what you want to do. Nobody can really help you guide your way. We can guide, but only up to a point. And then my two books try to help you as well. Uh, this year's book, Rethink Smashing the Myths of Women in Business, is designed to help you, women and men. I can't tell you how many men have reviewed it and said, I finally have a book to give to my daughter, to my wife, to my friend, because it's all about how you can break through and become the woman that you'd like to be. And my first book, On the Brink, A Fresh Lens to Take Your Business to New Heights, is all about companies that were stalled or stuck that we helped. And my job is to help you get off the brink. And that's why today is so much fun. So thank you for coming. Please stay healthy and well and enjoy the journey because we are on a journey. However you're going, wherever you're going, let us be of help. And we're here to help you see, feel, and think in new ways. So thanks for coming today. I'm going to say goodbye. Lori, thank you. Thank you, Andy. It's been fun. It's been fun. <laughs>